Welcome to Go Into All the World. Gary and I are beginning with Romans 11. Last week, we mentioned the principle of praising in all situations. This is vitally important and, to, and move, uh, moves us from grumbling and complaining to practices which the Lord strictly asks us not to, to uh, ask us actually to avoid. So we also mentioned a powerful uh, answer to prayer as a family faced some major needs. Amen. Yeah, it was fun talking about praising God in all things. You know, again, I, I confess the message. I'd kind of forgotten that or wasn't practicing it. So it's good to <laughs> see it again and remember what God had done at that transportation company in general. So, absolutely. All right, Romans eleven five. Here we go. Even so, then at this present time, also there's a remnant according to the election of grace. And we think, or this passage sort of be contains kind of the same thought that we saw in earlier verses in Romans 11, excuse me, in Romans 10. Elijah felt he was the only one faithful to God. He was mistaken. Many today feel there maybe there are just a few people, or maybe uh, maybe there's some that are faithful, like not a whole lot. Um, right. And I think a lot of people in our modern world, even some believers, have adopted characteristics and practices that are kind of contrary to the, the standards of the Bible. And we don't condemn anybody for that, but we want to make sure that we move out of those. We see those in our lives. Mm-hmm. And we have a good list of those in Second Timothy 3. It says, people will be lovers of themselves. They'll be lovers of money. Mm. They'll be boasters, proud, blasphemers, unholy, and things like that. Um, you think about those comments. If any of those are kind of crept into your life, you know, like me, I was kind of ungrateful, or maybe not ungrateful, but I really wasn't praising God. Just repent of them and say, God, I'm sorry for it, and I want to just move on. No real condemnation, but go on and don't get caught up in those things of the world. That they're kind of they can kind of pull us in. Mm-hmm. And back to the Elijah thing, you know, sometimes we may feel we're like we're the only ones that uh, we're the only ones that are faithful. It's just us or our church or just my group or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, just like in Elijah's time, there are more and there are many, many, many faithful to God. So we got to kind of repent of it's uh, it's only me or it's only us kind of thoughts. We know that God is sovereign and he's all-knowing. He'll never leave himself without a witness. He'll protect his kingdom and his church. And we're going to see in the next verse that it talks about, remember, it's by grace. So it's not our efforts or our works, but it's by grace. And we'll see that in the next point. I'm going to have May read it. So in Romans 11, 6, it says, and if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. Yeah, that's so interesting. But it is. <laughs> but, if, but if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Other, Otherwise, work is no more work. Say what you want to say. Yeah. <laughs> do what you want to do. But right. grace can be removed immediately when we turn into works. You know, that's exactly what Colossians <laughs> said. They said you started off in the Spirit now you try to perfect it or see miracles and the bliss in the flesh. So, well, you know, Paul, and throughout Romans, and again, we're going to see this in other epistles, he really makes it that salvation is by grace alone. And we know anybody that's familiar with the Bible knows that it's only by grace and nothing that works, like Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. And I think Satan, in my mind, has, or if you want to call it, maybe to some extent, has conquered people, and he wants them to think that I'm going to convince you, or he's going to convince you that many, that some form of works or 
some form of, uh, if you want to call it effort, self-effort, something beyond Jesus, okay? There are many things you could do to kind of supplement what Jesus has done, and we know that's not true. And if we look at this verse, okay, this verse utterly refutes that point. It says, if it's by grace, it is no more of works. So again, like we said, many, if, if we start off in, in the Spirit, we don't want to get into works. We're going to realize it's by grace at the beginning, and as we walk through this life, it's by grace. And we don't want to focus on any kind of works or you have to do this, you got to do this, you got to keep some standard, or you fell short and you get condemned and stuff like that. Anyways, it's no more, okay, it's no more grace than it's of works. But if it is a grace, there's no more works. Well, it's interesting how it says that works, otherwise, grace is no more grace. Right. And you know, grace is a powerful thing. Go ahead, man. Grace is a powerful thing. And, he, and here's the thing God gives us the grace to study, to show right. ourselves approved, protect our lives, right? And so when we do that, then we don't take the credit. Right. It takes all right. the credit. But we always jump to the second part of the verse, which says, and then unto man. Like I'm trying to prove something to the pastor or somebody else. Right. It's like I was sharing in a teaching last week where, where um, we got it. We're trying to get a new assignment from God, but we have to do the first one He gave us. You know what I mean? And I remember when I was in college, uh, I was I was I would skip assignments, and then finally I would get to an assignment, and it said uh, assignment number eight. Let's just say, for example, and then it would say. If you go to assignment two, for example, <laughs> your answer is going to be there. And I'm going like, but I skipped I two, skipped two and three. I did one, but I skipped two and three. And then I get to eight and it says, if you go yeah. to assignment yeah. two. So go back to what God originally intended for you to do. Right. The works by grace. You know, that's very interesting that you mentioned that. I mean, as a few years ago, I went to it where I'm still going through it, kind of coming out of that trial, thank God. But I really didn't know what to do. And I remember a Creflo Dollar got on. Uh, TV, or I got one of his tapes, and he said, "If you don't know what to do, do what you know what to do." Like, oh, that's that's it. And I thought, you know, I know I should read the Bible daily. <laughs> I know I should just simply pray. And that actually started to be a turning point. This was like a four or five year trial, like mm -hmm. in the serious. But it took a couple of years, and exactly what you were saying, I went back to the basics and said, "Gary, it's like what he said. If you do what you know, what works." And so trying to figure out, I got to give her all these thoughts and kind of da 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 da. So <laughs> praise God. Well, let's go to Romans eleven seven, okay. and here's what it says. What then? Israel has not obtained that which he seeks for, but the election has obtained it, and the rest were blinded. Well, again, this verse makes it very clear. There's only one way to mm -hmm. Jesus. I'm sorry, to God. It's through Jesus, all right? Because mm -hmm. he is the way, he is the truth, and the life. And the Bible says that no one will come to the Father except or but through him. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think they can come to God, maybe just just not through Jesus or just a little bit more than Jesus and some preach works or being good or not being too bad or, you know, some preach like maybe there's other saviors, maybe there's other practices, mm -hmm. you know, and some even declare all paths lead to God. And we know that not all Christian denominations say those kinds of things, but some of them even have a bent towards, again, some of the works thing and stuff. And we don't want to go there because it's what the Jews did. They're like, hey, man, I'm a Jew. I'm, I'm one of God's kids. And, you know, he's chosen our our people, he's chosen our land, da 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 da. Okay. And uh, they kind of learned that, hey, you know, you did, they didn't want, they kind of rejected Christ. I they mean, did. You know, they did. They, not very many accepted him at all. And um, 
they realize, well, I, I won't say they realize, maybe they're seeing that these other ways did not lead to God. Mm. They were false. They were empty. Mm. Um, again, they kind of leave, leave a person short. And I know that many that have Jews have come to Christ have seen that. And they, I'm not sure exactly what their journey was, but they realized Christ was the answer that mm-hmm. for some reason that the fathers back in Jesus' time or the people back in Jesus' time, so to speak, rejected or did it, turned away. And we know now that if we come to God through Christ, we'll have salvation. It's the only way. He purchased it by grace. And those other people that don't want to come, they're going to be blinded. Absolutely. You know, in verse 8, it says, According as it is written, God has given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear unto this day. So if we think about this verse, those who do not want to come or choose not to come by grace right. be given a blindness or even a deafness or, or lack of understanding to the truth of the Bible. So the verse clearly states that God will blind them. That, that That's why well, it, it's so interesting because they choose not to believe or not to uh, uh, see you know, with their eyes. You know, yeah. I was sharing with Jeff earlier today. I said, yeah, Jesus said to watch and pray. So we have to have our eyes open. Ah, right. You know what I mean? You, you, we have to be vigilant. Right. And alert, you know what I mean? And so it, it, uh, this will cause a lack of understanding, and we will have a spirit of slumber when we don't, when we just pray, just shoot whatever, and not be watchful and watching like Jesus said, watch right. and pray. Well, and let's look at First uh, Peter 3, 9, and a couple of comments about that. And it was one commentary that said, you know, the Lord obviously... Is not is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repent. So we know that he does not intentionally blind somebody. He does not intentionally choose some and not others and stuff. He may see from the beginning who's going to choose it. We make if you want to call it that. Oh, I know they're going to come. That's mm-hmm. great. But he doesn't like cast other people out or well, you you're not going to come or I'm not going to let you come or something like that. Right. You know. So again, his desire and everybody listening wants you to understand it. His desire is that everybody that would be saved. But remember, he's also given people a freedom of choice, okay? Yeah. And just like Manny was saying, if they choose not to come to God, to grace, if they choose not to, so it's their choice, okay? They're kind of hardening their heart. If they choose not to come, God may take their heart and, so to speak, further harden it, kind of like with Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Pharaoh initially hardened a little bit, and then God hardened his heart even further. But again, Pharaoh started the process. A lot of unbelievers today, they've started the process. They're going to miss out on eternal life, okay, barring some major thing or major events. Mm-hmm. They're going to miss out because they were the ones, okay, that started it. Now, God may have hardened them after that or maybe allowed them to go further or, so to speak, drew them, if you would, or the, 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 the evil of the world drew them and things. But again, God doesn't like disclaim them or put them out or not give them a chance to come in. Right. Um, you know, Gary, I, I want to put something out here. I know you were going to read uh, Second yes. Timothy, but I like... In First Peter it says, "Not willing that they should perish, but that they should come to repentance." In that word, repentance, he's saying, "Turn to me." Right. God is telling God is telling the people, "Look," uh, and I think I can't remember where in the Old Testament it says, uh, uh, "Choose life." Right. Right. Choose life or death. But right. I'm giving you the answer. Yeah, I'm giving you the answer. But right, choose, right. Life. choose life. And I right. hear you say, "Repentance," meaning turn to me. Right. Because the way you've been going has been in the wrong path. 
You know, it's very interesting, and we'll, we'll kind of cut in here for a second that, you know, Manny and I and a couple at the church, have, I think we mentioned a little bit, we preached at the rescue mission about a month ago. And then, by the way, Manny preached last night, praise God. God's given us, you know, a monthly assignment through our church. But anyways, we preached, and somebody came to our church and got saved, okay? Mm. And we talked to him. His name is David, okay? And we're still helping him out. Manny and Jeff helped move his car because he had to have some surgery and had to leave his car at the hospital. But anyways, he said, you know, my whole family is Christian. But back when they decided, I was, you know, 20 years ago or someday, he said, I chose the world. And I've chosen to live in the world. You're right. He made that choice. He had a choice. <laughs> and after getting divorced and he had a triple bypass or a triple, not bypass, but a, he had a triple hernia, he had to have surgery for that. For whatever reasons, God drew him and now he's saved, okay? And so again, here's a person that had a choice and his whole family is Christian, so he probably was surrounded by it, okay? And I, I think some of the older ancestors or grandparents and things were. So it wasn't just like some little casual thing. No, he knew about it, but he chose the world. So again, sometimes people, even though God wants them to be saved, even though God wants them to come to, if you want to call it the knowledge of salvation, like May was saying, he, he, he wants them to repent, which means mm -hmm. to change your mind, turn around, turn from what you're going or what you're thinking, and turn to the living God. Amen. Well, let's look at 2 Thessalonians 2, 7 through 12. It kind of makes the same point. Of course, there's many other scriptures that make this point, okay? In a paraphrase or a paraphrase of these verses, and again, Second Thessalonians 2, 7 through 12, it says, For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, until he who is strange is taken out of the way. The lawless will be revealed, whom the Lord will destroy. The coming of the lawless one is according to the work of Satan, with all power, signs, lying wonders, with unrighteousness, I'm sorry, with unrighteous deception among those who did not love the truth and they will perish. And for this reason, God will send a strong delusion mm. that they should believe the lie that they may all be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So see what that verse says. These people are going to see, if you want to call it a demonic force, okay? We can call it the Antichrist. We can call it the beast or whatever. But that beast, that Antichrist is going to have power There'll be lying wonders and things like that. And God allowed it to come because those people that didn't want him are going to choose, okay, or going to be deceived, okay, by Satan or by the, so to speak, creature that comes. And we know that they're going to see this and they're going to fall into it. And one of the unfortunate things, you know, Matt, tell me your thoughts, but one of the unfortunate things today, we see there's a lot of cults or groups that really do believe lies. They believe, well, again, it's Jesus plus or it's my church is the only way or something like that, or my group or my, you know, what do you, what do we call cult group or whatever. And we know that they're wrong because they're not preaching Christ. They're not preaching yeah. salvation. Right. Exactly. You know, and we could see here that it's so vitally important to learn the truth. Man. Before you could share the truth, you need to learn the truth. Right. Know the truth. That's a very good point, man. You know what I mean? We want to be all that God calls us to be, right? you know, ambassadors for him. And an ambassador is a representation, right? Or should I say the likeness or the, the priest that represents God. Right. You know right. what I mean? And so reconciling others to him uh, uh, with the message of reconciliation. You know, it says, you know, in Second Corinthians, we have, Corinthians 5, we have that ministry of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll share a quick story. I've shared this before. I was going on a parade route or taking a walk, and it was 
people were setting up for a parade. And as I got down by the end of the, where the chairs were being set up, I felt the Spirit of God said, you need to talk to those people or go up to those people. I went up to these two ladies, you know, between after five minutes of talk, nothing seemed to happen. I thought, well, maybe I misunderstood or that wasn't God or whatever the word is. And just as I left, their, their daughter came up, the daughter, one of the ladies. And as, as I left, I said, God bless you. And the daughter grabbed me and goes, wow, you one of them. I said, she said, I said, you mean like Christians? She goes, yeah, are you one of them? I said, yes. And they wanted to know the way of salvation because you're right. They've been, and I'll mention now, they've been LDS, okay? And they said, you know, uh, the brother had died, and of course it would be the son of the mother, and he had died shockingly. I guess she's probably maybe 15 or 16, mm. and they were scared to death. And they had realized, they said, we don't know for sure if we have salvation. Wow. We need to find a Christian. We need to find someone that knows because they, they kind of understood that Christians know that they're going to heaven, and they didn't. Anyway, so they all upset the Christ. So I sat down and explained the gospel and kind of went through them, make sure they understood it, and they all received Christ. Amen. So exactly what you were saying, Minnie. These people, okay, saw a lie. They saw something that wasn't complete. And when that crisis came, when that son and that brother died, in 15, 16, a very young age, or what exactly what his age was, they knew in their hearts they weren't sure where he went, and they weren't sure where they were going to go. Wow. If it could happen to him overnight, maybe it could happen to them. Right. So as soon as I said, God bless you, they grabbed me and said, you're one of them. And so anyways, you know, you're one of time. Last night, we had a line of people. I asked for people to come up to be prayed for, and, and I had some anointing oil. And huh. Right in the middle of, of, of this line, this guy comes up, and you could tell this guy, you know, I'm not judging him. I'm just telling you what I what yeah. I, I discerned this this gentleman, nice guy, but you could tell that either he was drunk or on drugs or something, or something because his eyes were glassy. He was kind of like moving left to right. But you know what? He came up and you know what he said, Gary? What did he say? He said, "I want to be saved. Wow. I want to give my life to Jesus." Praise God! And man. so Jeff was talking, and I waited for Jeff to, to finish, uh -huh. and I grabbed the mic and I said, "This guy came up here and says, I want to get saved. Amen. I want to give my life to Jesus.'" Right, and so right. I said, "Who else here wants to give their life to the Lord?" And I made a simple prayer. I said, "Jesus, come now!" And people <laughs> raise their hand, and people I go stand up or Whatever right, you, right. whatever so, someone to do, right? I said, but acknowledge that you want Christ. Repeat this right. prayer. Acknowledge that you want Him. Amen. And that's what I'm saying is that, this, like you were mentioning here, you know how how you know the, the verses speak of blindness and deafness coming to those who refuse to what. Right. This guy didn't refuse. He wanted to accept the truth. Right. Right. Uh, you know, and and many and and for people listening, you know, when they made a good point, we need to learn the truth so we can speak the truth. You know, I preached in a rescue mission. I said a month ago. And I was able to share what being born again was, that we have eternal security. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, this is where you are. We were in the world. Now we're saved. We were serving the devil. Now we're serving God. Right. We were going to go to hell. Now we're, so to speak, seeing <laughs> it in heaven. And you're right. Yeah. So we want to be able to articulate this gospel. So people like the person Manny was talking about realize, hey, I want to get saved. I want to get out of this thing. We said earlier, we want. I want to repent. I want to come to God. Okay, and there's there's a message, and you, you, we all know this message. Again, we're just encouraging you. Here's a couple stories, two or three stories, and we just kind of quick stories we're sharing with you mm -hmm. of people that changed. Okay, yeah, because they heard the truth. So that's why we encourage you keep going into all the world and share that truth. Amen. All right. Well, let's go back to Romans 11. And you just, 
Romans 11.9 says, And David said, Let their table be made a snare, and a trap, and a stumbling block, in a recompense, ama, in a recompense, excuse me, unto them. So this verse is really a quote from Psalm 69.22 and 23. To be honest with you, I wasn't that familiar with this psalm, but kind of as I was studying for this, it, the whole psalm is an entire, it's like a, it's like a prophetic word about Jesus. Mm. And there's a few verses that we see in Psalm 69. Then they're kind of fulfilled, or if you would, mentioned in the New Testament. Here's just a couple examples. You got time? Listeners go to Psalm 69 after the show today or sometime. Psalm 69.4, it pairs up with John 15.25. Mm. Psalm 69.9a pairs up with John 2.17. Psalm 69, 9b, or verse 9b, Romans 15, 3, and others, okay? So again, this verse kind of continues the same train of thought that we've been hearing, all right? Many are offended, they harden their heart, they harden their heart against Jesus and his work. These people chose or choose a path, if you would, that does not lead to him, okay? And we know the one scripture says, thinking themselves wise, they became fools, right. all right? Right. And when a person hardens his or her heart against God, God, again, may use that self-hardened heart and further harden, again, like we mentioned about Pharaoh. So let's let's really encourage people and try to catch them before they get into that hardened heart. And if you see them go on that way, pray for them, share the word with them so they kind of, so to speak, get away from that hardened heart, all right? Um, <clears throat> we know, okay, that once a person gets set on that path, a lot of times, they go on that path for a number of years, like we mentioned about David. I don't know, I think it's probably been 20 or 25 years that his brother accepted Christ and his whole family, again, were Christian. Now he spent 10, well, 15, 20 years. Again, I'm not exactly sure, you know, when this happened, but probably, probably 20, 25 years in the world, okay? He was mm -hmm. in drift and until he came back to Christ, okay? But you go ahead and read the last thing. I said this verse clearly states, yeah. Yes, and you know this verse actually clearly states that there that there is a table, not God's way or a table because it became a snare, right? And so it, it was opposed to the to the free, a uh, true freedom, and right. we should have have been, it should have been a blessing, right? You know, and we should have led to freedom and 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 us knowing that God's influence in in their life was important. Okay, and so uh, we instead turn it into a trap. Right. So again, it says their table, which man just read or we just talked about, should be a blessing, should be something that leads to freedom, actually became a snare, wow. okay, and kind of bound them and things like that. And again, they turned away from Jesus, okay? And we'll see, that. I think it says in the Bible, uh, I think Jesus said, hey, I'm, they're, they're, they have ears, but they cannot hear. They have mm. eyes, but they cannot see. Mm. And if, if they did have those, they would turn to me. So as, you, as people harden their hearts, again, they have eyes that they cannot see, they have ears that cannot hear, right. until they would come back to Jesus. Or if you would, they could have come back, but they're going to have to wait a while until, or hopefully they will repent down the road. Um, remember, too, that we get a new nature when we receive Christ, okay? So a lot of these things that we see in our life, they've passed away. Mm -hmm. So let's remember, we get a new nature. We don't want to keep looking at those things in the past, okay? Those things could become, just like for the Jews, they could become a snare, okay? Right. And we don't want them to become a snare. We don't want those things to become a snare in our lives, all right? Listen, I know we're kind of running out of time today, and I, 
I appreciate everybody listening today. Uh, Manny, if you have any comments, go ahead. You know, I just want to say, you know, really embrace God's grace. Amen. Embrace his grace. Embrace it. Meet, meet him at the place of grace because there is where the, the renewal begins to happen in our mind, Amen. in our soul, in our spirit. But we have to embrace this grace that God does want us right. to repent right. and return back to him. You know, again, that when you repent and you turn back to him, he says he makes all things new. Right. You know, we get that new nature. We get born again. Yeah, we have some residue from our old self that kind of leads us to sin, or maybe we caught up in stuff like that. But anybody listening today would encourage you what, what Manny just said. Return to God. Allow him to, so to speak, take and shape and, you know, renew your mind, like it says in Romans, you know. We want to be not conformed to this world, but renew our minds, okay, that we may so to speak, walk more and more in the truth. Listen, Manny and I thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed the show and benefited from it. We study Psalm 69 and maybe look at Romans 10 and 11. We hope to see you next week as we go into all the world.